Welcome to the REIQ Property Brief Podcast, proudly brought to you by Queensland's peak body for real estate professionals and powered by realestate.com.au, Australia's number one address in property. I'm your host, Rob Dory. One of the best things about REIQ membership is you have access to our property management support service. This is a hotline man by real estate experts who can help property managers when they need answers to difficult questions. Today, I'm joined by Connie McKee and Celinda Randall from the PMSS. Connie and Celinda are here to discuss some of the common problems faced by property managers and how they can help. Welcome, Connie and Celinda. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Rob. I think the best place to start is that you have a lot of important questions to answer for people and advice to give. So I guess finding out exactly what your backgrounds are and where you started. So we'll start with yourself, Connie. My background is uh, coming close to four decades in real estate. I've owned three rent roles, uh, started as a receptionist, so worked through the ranks, a founding member of the property management support service, which I'm quite passionate about because I don't believe I would be are still in real estate if I didn't have the support of the REIQ early in my career. So uh, that's what I'd like to do to give back, to keep other people um, in the profession as well. Fantastic. And I know that in an earlier episode, we uh, we did talk about the agency advisory service as well, which was episode eight, I believe, the 25th of October. And they're there for obviously uh, for sales advice and for those sales agents and what have you. So uh, hearing you say that for the property management side, because sometimes it can get a little bit forgotten, especially when all those guys are out there making the money. But we remember, all, you know, it is the backbone of the real estate business, a uh, rent roll. So tell us also uh, your background, Celinda. Uh, so I've been in property management specifically but in real estate for approximately 30 years or so. I've, uh, earlier on in my career, my husband was in the army, so I've travelled about across four states of Australia and practised in each state and now back to Queensland where I've been for the last 18 years and with the property management uh, support service for the last six, which I love. Uh, I enjoy the team environment with the ladies and giving back to the industry that I've been so passionate about for so long. And I know that before we started this interview, I said any question I ask you today is going to be easy because you (laughs) would be confronted with so many amazing and interesting questions. We'll cover some of those uh, throughout the interview today. But tell us, uh, what does uh, Property Management Support Service do? Let's put it into a little bit of a nutshell and, and describe it in brief. What we do is we offer a legislation advice. We can't provide legal advice, but accredited members we can refer on to cardinal lawyers if we believe that that extra assistance is required. But um, in addition to legislative advice, in property management, there's a lot of grey. So because we have uh, all the team are current practitioners and have managed thousands and thousands of properties, we provide guidance as to how to manage the owner and the tenant in your communication with them, tips in relation to that, as well as how to apply best practice to the legislation as well. And sometimes we're just a sounding board to make sure that the members are reassured they are actually doing the right thing. And I think what people need to know as well is legislation is forever changing, yeah? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, you're obviously keeping at the forefront of that. What are some of the most common questions that that you get, um, I guess, um, from property managers? 
we have a lot of questions surrounding things such as breaches, what you can breach uh, a tenant for when they've um, a property manager has found an incident or that themselves or their owners are not happy with, how that process works, how they can deal with certain situations, or they might be given instructions by their landlords that they're unsure of on how to proceed. So they will have a conversation with us on what sections of the Act are relevant to uh, those queries, but also if it's not specific to legislation, what the best way is to handle it moving forward, Mm. Uh, especially in an office, wouldn't you say, Connie, in an office where there's not, uh, sometimes they're the only property manager and their licensee, their principal licensee may be a salesperson themselves, so they have no one to discuss something with and to sound board with and so they contact us and half the time they know the answer themselves, they just want to talk to somebody about it to make sure that they're on the right path. A bit of confidence from someone else that they are doing the right thing. Which is great. I love those conversations because um, they do know the answer themselves. Yeah, yeah. But in some respects, we um, provide an educational service too because uh, some property managers don't clearly understand the difference between a standard term and a special term, and that's where it all starts when you're looking at a breach and agreement. So rather than just giving the answers, I'll ask that they actually get the Form 18A in front of them, and you do a little bit of a tutorial as well to help them uh, grow in their professional development rather than just phone us. And there are so many areas of property management that they would have questions about. I mean, one thing that has certainly become even more prevalent uh, over the last few years is getting a lot of publicity, which is a good thing. And we've noticed through COVID as well, the effects of domestic violence. Yes. And and legislation has just been passed, whereby the uh, provisions that we uh, largely became used to with the uh, COVID amendments have now uh, been enacted into law. And we do get a lot of inquiry in relation to that. And I'm pleased to be able to advise that in consultation with Celinda and our legal counsel, we're developing a Q&A guide, um, you know, in plain um, language for our property managers that will incorporate the legislative requirements and some best practice tips. So uh, that will be available for our members and we'll be um, making that available with an announcement via the PM update because we know our members need a little bit of help in relation to navigating through that process. And, and this is something else to mention as well. It's it's not just the phone number that people can call up and get advice from yourselves, but by being a member of REIQ, they can jump online and they can, they can see some of these documents that are put forward and they can have that available to to them at any time. Absolutely. And they can also email the support line. Um, so if it's after hours and they think of something, they can send through an email and we'll be able to, the person who's on the next day will be able to assist them as soon as we get into the office. Um, and uh, some more questions, the more common ones that you get all the time. One of the um, common ones and one that I see quite a bit of commentary on on uh, the Facebook pages for property managers with the rising rental market is where tenants break a tenancy agreement. Uh, and about the ability for the owner to increase the rent. So I personally uh, authored an article on that and we have um, published that twice in the last four months and it still astounds me how many PMs just do not understand that process. So I urge property managers to 
use the property management support service because they also have a duty of care to look after their owner's best interests. So a little snapshot, what is the legislation around that if someone wants to uh, well, put up the, their, their rent? The bottom line is, is it's, you are ending the existing agreement with the tenant by mutual agreement. So a new agreement is being formed, but you cannot increase the rent if you are going to disadvantage the outgoing tenant with potentially an extended vacancy period. Because if it was to go to QCAT, they consider have or has the lessor mitigated the loss. So the first thing you need to do is do a CMA to find out what the true current market rent is. You communicate that to your owner and you also be proactive and you communicate that to the outgoing tenant. And if the rent goes up by whatever figure it is and you get 20 applications and you get a tenant who moves in very quickly, it would be very hard for the outgoing tenant to argue that the owner hasn't mitigated their loss. So you start with a CMA and you educate both parties and be transparent in the process. It's like so many things in real estate. It's supplying that information. That's what we are the conveyors of to both our our tenants and also our landlords. That's right, all parties. We're talking to Connie McKee and Celinda Randall from PMSS. We'll have more in just a moment. Access all you need to perform at your best anywhere, anytime with Ignite by realestate.com.au. By downloading the Ignite app, you can get the latest insights on your campaign performance, understand who you're competing with, to share with your vendors and landlords. You can stay on top of your inquiries and respond to an interested buyer before someone else does. Request and reply to your reviews and share them directly to your social media accounts to position yourself as a local expert. You can even update your agent profile to present your best self to property seekers. To set yourself up for success, download the Ignite app or visit ignite.realestate.com.au. You're listening to the REIQ Property Brief and we're talking to Connie McKee and Celinda Randall from Property Management Support Services. And what about damage versus wear and tear? And I know this is an interesting one, uh, having owned a couple of investment properties myself and my wife over the years. Um, you know, please just a snapshot of that as well. What I do, um, and I know the rest of the team do as well, is we look at, okay, what's the matter? And if we can't get an agreement, where will we end up? And ultimately, it would be QCAT. So I um, I do have a life, but I spend a lot of time researching QCAT published <laughs> orders. The fact that you said that you have a life may suggest otherwise. <laughs> so I tend to suggest that the property managers search published QCAT orders, particularly appeals, um, in relation to the matter. So say, for example, um, there was paintwork and the tenant attempted to touch it up, for example. Um, you know, I would argue that's not fair wear and tear. And if you research published QCAT appeal orders, you'll find that there's one there that supports that position. <laughs> so when you're looking at wear and tear, you've got to say, did it happen during the normal usage of the property? Um, and also you use your published QCAT orders to try and prevent actually getting to QCAT so that you educate your owner and your tenant because some owners can be quite unrealistic in their expectations. And wear and tear and usage, that leads us uh, to a hot topic, which is uh, drug labs. Um, What can you tell us about that and what advice do you have there? 
drug labs can be a, um, a pretty contentious topic, so I won't say too much on it. We have done some information in the past, but uh, it's probably safe to say that the property manager should speak, the property manager lessor should speak to their insurance and that they probably should contact our um, phone lines for more advice because it is a, one of those topics quite amazing in this day and age, isn't it, that we're seeing so much of that, that it's a topic that we even have to bring up, that it is quite prevalent. Uh, and there's so many society. steps involved with what's necessary to get it back to the um, safe standard for occupation. So um, don't you agree, Connie? You think it's oh, safe Absolutely. To- and it's every case is individual. I know I dealt with one and, and it was quite bizarre, actually, the circumstances. Uh, that member, fortunately, was an accredited agency. So uh, we use the half-hour free cardinal advice as well. Can you give any uh, recent examples of, I, I guess, uh, you know, without getting into details of, 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 of who the property manager was, the place locations or anything like that, I guess, of, of, of an interesting um, scenario that you came across that you can maybe share with our listeners? Well, that particular one with the drug labs also included um, council being involved in the circumstance, um, and it was quite bizarre because it's local council, but they were attempting to make the property management agency um, have some liability associated with the drug lab. So it was all quite bizarre um, in the circumstances. So uh, that was one where obviously I can't give legal advice, but it wasn't sitting comfortably (laughs) with me, how it was all playing out. I have spoken to the property manager since. I got excellent advice from Carter Newell. Um, The situation's all been um, resolved, sadly, because what you have to be aware of as a property manager as well, um, you can attempt to be doing everything correctly, but it it could backfire and then you have a massive professional indemnity. (laughs) So the advice here is always seek legal advice and not just make those decisions yourself. Be careful what you say. Yeah. And through COVID, obviously, um, especially the beginning of COVID, property managers had a a pretty tough time. And and, uh, for for most, they really stood up as far as looking after their tenants and also their landlords, just knowing what to do in that situation. Um, Obviously, we've come out the back end of that. Lessons, was there anything learned through that period that we're moving forward with uh, into the future? I definitely think that property managers have learned some great negotiation skills through COVID. And as an industry, I'm really proud of the industry and the way we handled it. Uh, I know that there were some agencies and some property managers that did uh, extremely difficult situations. Uh, And I know on the property management support line, we had some incredibly long days speaking to our members that were dealing with a lot of stressful situations, but we've definitely come out of it the other end and we should all be really proud of the way that we handled it. So do you think by that what you're saying is, and I've seen a lot of this with uh, agents and agencies that I know and work with as well, that the way that they dealt with landlords and also those that were renting, uh, both parties you know, the, the outcome was quite good and they, 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 they felt good to have a good uh, person representing yes. them and understanding As the legislation. Yeah. You know, obviously there were some that really, um, there were some that were taken advantage of and there were some situations that didn't resolve easily. But as a whole, it seemed to be that everybody was really understanding of the uniqueness of the situation and there were so many lessors that wanted to help their tenants and there were so many tenants that wanted to do the right thing by their lessors. So as a whole, we seem to have come out out of it as a stronger industry. 
It's nice to hear that humanity has some good left in it. It's Absolutely. Good, it? Well done. <laughs> I think if I can just add one point to that, I think we became more nimble as a profession. I think we embraced technology. Uh, where, where, you know, in the past um, some agencies might have been sitting on the fence. They were forced to be nimble. They were forced to act quickly, embrace technology in the promotion of the properties, the execution of documentation, and they had to rely on their verbal communication skills and influencing skills in that negotiation process. So they learnt a little bit more about the importance of the relationship. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, our industry uh, became much more flexible and I think we're not alone in that. COVID has certainly taught us that and technology, as you say, uh, fantastic. Hey, look, uh, guys, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. Of course, Property Management Support Service. Um, if you want to check them out, you'll find more information at reiq.com. Celinda and Connie, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the REIQ Property Brief, proudly brought to you by Queensland's peak body for real estate professionals and powered by realestate.com.au, Australia's number one addressing property. 